0: K-A-L-W. Hey out there, Uncuffed listeners. This is BF Timms. And this is Luis Gomez.
1: We're here at Solano State Prison in Vacaville, California. And today, we're going to bring back an Uncuffed episode from 2019, all about
0: the holiday season. It features our crew here at Solano as well as the guys at San Quentin. We hope you enjoy. And as always, thanks
2: for listening. Alright guys, this is Uncuffed, a show produced inside Solano State Prison in San Quentin State Prison. This is the last episode of our first season, so we're going to do something a little different this time. Instead of hearing from one prison, you're going to hear the guys from both prisons, Solano and San Quentin. But what we're going to talk about is uh, spirituality, religion, holidays, whatever that stuff means to you. So we're going to start out here at Solano State Prison, and I'm going to let you know who's in the room. Steve Drown.
0: Oh, you're pointing at me. B.F. Timms, so call me Brian if you want. Joe Kirk, I'm Brian Mazza, and I'm Damon Cook.
2: Welcome to Uncuffed.
1: You know, uh, the holiday season it reminds me a lot of uh, family. Uh, something I really did with my life is I, I screwed up a lot, and uh, my family doesn't talk to me anymore. And uh, it made me put everything in perspective and realize, wow, I'm really, uh, really missing out on a lot. You know, like uh, even though I don't really believe in traditions, and I'm not really a, a faithful person, it's still like, I still kind of miss that gathering around with the people I'm familiar with and uh, seeing them smile as they, uh, as, as they get bombarded with uh, gifts that they already expected because everybody knows Santa's not real. But
3: Santa's not real?
1: Well, yeah, Santa, actually, if there's any of the kids listening, uh, Santa is real. Uh,
4: <laughs> a lot of people do have their families. In my case, my family's back in Iowa. I haven't seen them in 45 years. I haven't experienced a Christmas or Thanksgiving with them in years and years. And then I sit there at night and I watch TV and I see these come at home moments, even if it's for a bank advertisement or something, where somebody comes home that hasn't been there for years. And I want that to be me, but I can't have that.
0: Hey, I feel all that, dude. I feel all that, Steve. But don't you ever forget, I give you hugs at least three times a week. That is like Christmas, so miss me with that. (laughs) (laughs) And and I also bring you crackers and cookies, sometimes when the rest of our guys don't even know about it. Like, you got cookies squirreled away over there, and nobody knows. So don't don't you dare say nobody cares about you. I care.
1: Christmas is a uh, a time of the year in prison where everybody gets really lonely, and uh, you can see the depression on some of the people. And, uh, but there's this one man that I, I want to talk about today. Uh, I'm just going to call him Terry because I'm not sure if he wants his name to be shared. But uh, Terry is in uh, my building, Building 14, in Solano State Prison. And uh, Terry was a bank robber. And uh, he used to be a pretty crazy guy uh, shooting at the cops and everything. But uh, Terry has the heart of gold. And uh, all year he saves his money. He barely makes anything. Uh, he doesn't have any money coming in from the streets or anything else like that. And he, makes, he only makes like maybe $10 a month. But he saves it all year. And uh, what Terry does is he spends all that money on jars of Folgers coffee and uh, honey buns and things like that. And he stocks them up. And at the end of the year, on Christmas Eve, he announces in the building for everybody to line up. And he hands everybody else out a shot of coffee and a honey bun and tells them Merry Christmas. And I, I was like, I couldn't believe this guy does this. I was like, this guy, like, he's like the prison Santa Claus, I guess you can say. <laughs> We had a group of guys about
4: three or four years ago who were crocheting animals and taking them out to the visiting room to give to the kids at Christmas. And they called themselves the Secret Santas. And they still do that. They still do that. But the guy that started it was a guy that was, what, 6'5", 6'6", weighed close to 300 pounds, went by the name of Bull administration came to him and said we want to acknowledge what you guys do and he said no no the minute you acknowledge it then you take away from what we're trying to do it was something of wanting just to give to others to share something with others and it was so funny to see these big bikers and giants sitting in a room crocheting, you know, they're tacked back and they're crocheting, and it was one of the most incredible sights you could ever see. A lot of us give of ourselves in some way, something we have, something we can share, some knowledge, whatever it is, and we don't want the accolades, we don't want the acknowledgement. That's the the gist of the whole thing, is being able to experience that that
3: peace and the love and the camaraderie or whatever else. In the beginning, um, I used to think Christmas was all about what I could get what kind of presents I was going to get. I mean, I remember one day, uh, me and my little brother uh, went out there and opened up the Christmas pre- presents before anybody else was awake. We were so so stoked about it. But, uh, you know, it always was a material thing for me. And, um, you know, as the year goes by, being away from my family in prison, uh, it really hurt a lot. And I, I lost the meaning of of, of of spirituality. And I figured out later on that it wasn't about what I got. It was about... You know, what I did or the, what, the way I thought or how I took my place here in prison is way, as far as me representing my family's love from in here, how best can I respect them by the things that I do and the things that I say? It makes a big difference. I don't feel so lonely. I don't feel so isolated anymore. I feel as if I'm with my family.
2: I think for me, there's a couple of things that I like to do during these times, one of which is I like to cook for others. I like to be of service.
0: So that's coming up, right? What's that? The cooking for others.
2: Yes, it's coming up soon for Uh you. Wait, stand by. Are you going to cook in here for us? Yes, I'm going to cook for you guys as well.
0: Oh, then you may continue your story.
2: Okay. Thank you you for that. (laughs) So anyway, what I try to do is I I think about the guys who are less fortunate, and I look around the building, and I see some guys that I know that possibly haven't gotten anything to eat or any food for the month. And so what I try to do is I try to reach out to them unbeknownst to them. So I go, and I, I gather all the food up, and then I cook for them. And then on Christmas day, I serve them with bowls. And the only thing that they're required to do is give me their bowl. And then I look out for them.
3: It's hard to give in here because a lot of people, they don't understand generosity. They think that kindness is weakness. Yeah. And it's,
1: it's difficult sometimes. You know, it's funny, Brian, I, I, I really agree with you. And like, I, I really have that, that giving attitude too. And it's funny, I got so giving in prison that uh, when I told the psych department that I was giving all my things away, they thought I was suicidal, <laughs> and yeah. I really wasn't. I was yeah. just like, no, I'm just really nice, I'm giving things away. That's one of the earmarks. And uh, and uh, the thing is, is like, uh, it, but it, in, in prison though, it has, when you start giving things to people, it, they take advantage of it sometimes. And the thing I thought is that people kept telling me, oh, you need to quit being so nice. People are going to manipulate you. They're going to take advantage of you. And I said, no, screw that. I'm just going to keep being nice. I'm going to keep giving things away. I'm going to keep doing whatever I can for people. And people did start to try to you know, take advantage of me. And they st- they started to come and ask for more and more and more and more. You know, you give them an inch, they take a mile. But the thing is, though, is that eventually those guys realized themselves that they were asking for too much, but then they started to respect me. And then I earned a lot of respect. Around my yard and my building, and it's funny. Everybody told me quit doing that. They're they're going to manipulate you, and it didn't happen to me. Yo B, why haven't you bought into this Christmas thing?
0: I just don't because for me, I've had a trigger, and I mentioned this when I went to my first board hearing. I've had a trigger in my past uh, that might still be lingering, and I had to do with authority figures. Right, and the authority figures that came from going to church and having a religious, ultra-religious Pentecostal background. So saying that I had to believe something or I had to do something uh, and do it unquestioning—that's uh, always been a problem for me. So in my mind, the whole traditional holiday thing falls into joining with something and not questioning it. So that's where it comes from for me. It's like no. I don't have to see you and say Merry Christmas. I don't have to see you and say Happy Thanksgiving. I don't have to return it if you say it to me. And it's not that I, 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 I'm being malicious or mean towards anybody. It's just that I'm not into that. I, I would just as well walk up to you, give you a hug, pat you on the back, and we go about our way. You know? I mean, that's how I show that I care, not on some manufactured holiday that I had no part in creating. Damon, look like you're about to say something. <laughs>
2: no. I didn't want to call it a holiday, I didn't want to call it spiritual. I just know that there's something that resonates in us all and what we call it is what we call it. But each person has spoke on different things in this room today that lets me know personally that there's something bigger and greater than us that lives in us all.
0: Just to make my point, at, at least one time have you seen me in the year and a half that you've been here you know, working together and have you been glad to see me?
2: never no no I'm always glad to see everybody
0: that's a holiday see I know Steve gets really happy to see me <laughs> oh. but the point I'm making I continue to make that is genuine to me that's festivities that's personal reason to celebrate that that that's meaningful to me man that's the that's the stuff that makes me mushy you know inside that's the stuff that you see the hard exterior just dissolve and I won't give a damn you know, you'll know that I care about being part of the
2: human race. And I choose to call what you just said, God.
4: I just want to say one other thing, guys. Is <laughs> it jump out of you? Uh, 42 years, I can't think of six better guys to spend the holidays with. Um, we are a band of brothers. We have our differences. We have our disagreements. But we also have a love and respect for each other that goes far beyond anything else and that is the biggest gift and shut up right you're gonna make me cry (laughs) i know it damn it but i come in here every day and i know that i've got six guys who
1: have my back
4: all right thank you Steve. i appreciate that that. that's my that's my Steve? thank
1: you steve i think screw christmas i'm gonna make my new year's resolution to get steve a freaking girlfriend
4: All right, thank you. Good luck with
2: that. Go ahead. All right, guys, look, that's it for us over here. We're going to throw things over to San Quentin now to hear what they have to say about the holidays and what the spirituality and all the things that we talked about. We're going to see what they're talking about.
5: All right, so this is Greg Gessage once again from the San Quentin side of Uncuffed. Here we are at the round table with the fellas. So let me see, let me look around. Who I got with me today? Bun sitting right next to me. What's up, Bun? Hey, how you doing? This is me. What's up, Shakur? All is well, man. Taking it one day at a time. Staying focused. And how you doing today, Nate? Man, I can't complain. All is well. All is well? All is well. So I we just want to talk about um, the holidays a little bit, man. Let's talk about the holidays and what they mean to you, what they don't mean to you. Just meals. Just whatever may come up to you about the holidays, man. we start with you, Shakur. What's, uh, what's on your mind when it comes to the, uh, around this time of the year? I've been incarcerated 34 years, and I don't celebrate the
6: holidays. You know, at one point, I did celebrate the uh, holidays when I was a kid growing up in the household, family being a Baptist minister, a Christian, but today, you know, I practice Islam. I'm a striving uh, believer, a striving true believer, and so I don't necessarily, you know, subscribe to the holidays. However. What I do appreciate about it is all of my family members, they, like, meet up over the holidays. They fly in from the different parts of the uh, United States, and I'm able to call them and have an opportunity to speak to people who I have been spoken to, you know, for, like, a few years maybe. So, for me right now, it's just about being able to connect with my family members. Matter of fact, how long have you been practicing Islam? I've been practicing Islam since... 1993, one thing I want to say as a person who identifies as Muslim, like, I'm not locked inside a box. For me, dimensions of, of God or Allah go far beyond brackets, right? So when I think of, like, Christmas and I think of my conversion to Islam and whatnot, like, it was a transition that I had to go through. Those, those spiritual principles, like the spirit of giving, like, that's something that I definitely subscribe to. Like, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a part of my faith, like charity and being charitable.
5: As a matter of fact, that's one of the, one of the pillars of Islam. That's what's up, man. You know, I think, I think rather irregardless uh, of your, your, your faith, whatever you may believe in, you know, I think Christmas is just about, it's just about love. And there's so many atrocities that are taking place across the world, and I think we all need a break from it. Mm-hmm. You know, just a time where somebody, where we can just say, thank you, yeah. I love you. I appreciate you. Like one of my best friends, uh, uh, uh fiance wife, actually, every Christmas, she sends me a Christmas card, and she specifically always uh, makes it a black Santa Claus because of, because <laughs> I'm black, right? Yeah. so I always trip off. I remember the first time she I, I, she sent the card, she sent me a uh, it, it was a black Santa Claus, right? Yeah, And so I had a Christmas card that I was going to send her but it had a white Christmas, <laughs> white, white Santa Claus, right? So I was like, man, I can't send her, I can't send a white Santa Claus, but yes, we ended up sending her a, a black Santa Claus, but, but that's just a trip, and I just think about that, man, and how, how, uh, how matter of fact, even around Easter time, Easter, she'll send a, uh, uh, I don't know if it's a black bunny or a chocolate, or a chocolate <laughs> bunny. Funny. I don't know if it's, a, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Wow. But I always pay attention to it. Every time she every time she send me something, I said, okay, well let me, let me make sure I match her because I'm not <laughs> I don't want to offend her blackness. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
6: that's great. Oh, that's a really good one. Oh. Yeah.
7: You know, for me, my mother worked at Lockheed Electronics, but on the side she baked cakes as a, as a side hustle, and she was very good at it, like decorating wedding cakes and. And special occasions, birthday cakes and mold cakes, dog cakes. I mean, she was real good at that. So by the time I was like nine years old, I was tired of licking the bowl and the beaters, you know. <laughs> but when, when I think about the, uh, the the desserts, man, at Thanksgiving time that my mother used to put together, it, it leaves a, uh, just a warm feeling you know, because we need warm feelings in here because the pies and desserts here compared to mama is busted, right, you know. <laughs> But that's what I really miss the most, man, is smelling that sweet potato pie and that pecan pie just permeating all through the house and waking you up. And you say, like, I can't wait to get a slice of that. That's what I did. What do you think, Bun?
8: Um, On the holidays here, man, it's kind of sad around here. And I've been in prison for 23 years. So, you know, for me, I like to cook on holidays, Thanksgiving, any holiday. But you can cook. <laughs> thank, thank you, Nate. I mean, uh, last year Greg said, I need a spread. So I was like, okay, Greg, we're going to do this. But he said... Oh, it's going to be seafood. So I was like, let's go. So Greg, Greg and the fellas brought some oysters, clams, some fish, rice. And, you know, I brought some of my special seasoning. I can't tell you guys that. let secret. <laughs> I can't give you my <laughs> secret. <laughs> you know, and, and, and we whipped it up right here, and everybody loved it. And that's, that's one of my joys during the holidays to help the fellas out. And, you know, we get together and we cook. And everybody just have a ball. Talk to me about those oysters, man. So what are you... Where do you get the oysters from? Man, every three months, we're allowed to order a a package. And we we get these catalogs like Union Supply, Walkenhurst, Access. And, you know, they have uh, pouch food. Clams, oysters, crabs, fish. They even have an Asian section for all my sauces. I ain't going to tell you what it is. What? Bro, you're going to have to tell us this secret. Bro. I ain't going to tell you my secret, <laughs> you gonna but, but I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tell you. That's where I get my sauces from. And um, these packages are family orders from for us, you know, for like something special. So
5: how do you cook it? Once you get it, how well, do you, you cook know, it?
8: Well, you know, They sell us hot pots here. And um, so I get a strainer and I get my special sauce. I mix them all up, right? Not the fish. The fish you steam def- differently. And then I put, I put them in a bag, boil the hot water right there, and let them simmer in there. The man, what was is, I at, man?
6: I, I, I missed out. You was, you was, in, you was in
8: class. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been at work. <laughs> you know, my, my only thing is I cooked you clean. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. What's up,
7: Nate? What's going on with you? I'm just I'm just reminiscing because I remember that. It was like bringing a slice of the past in the present. Um, we were all sitting around, and, you know, it was just a normal day. You always, around Christmas time, it's really a sad time to be in the mm. penitentiary. I'm going to let you all know that now. There ain't no bones about it. It's 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 not cool. But when Bun cooked up that meal, hook up that meal, I started to call my mother and tell her she has a rival.
8: You know what I'm saying?
7: <laughs> it was so good, and it, and just kind of, it kind of took me back to a time when I, when innocence was there, you know. A lot, a lot of times innocence is lost in here. But it was one of those things that we got together, and everybody seemed like they participated. They brought something. It it, it really helped me get through a difficult time and a difficult time for me is the holidays. The holidays are very difficult because we you know we're missing our family. We're missing we're missing our parents, our children, our sisters, our brothers, mm-hmm. you know, aunties and and uncles that we haven't seen in years. <laughs> what the saying is, uh if you can't be with the one you love, love the
5: one you're with. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're doing around Absolutely. here. Absolutely. You know and we do a good job of it too, man. That's one thing I can say. We all come together pitch in because it's, it's tough for it's tough for all of us
8: I like cooking for everybody uh, on, on the holidays because um, you know Christmas is is some people say it's religious and and some people is all about just Santa Claus and stuff like that but for me it's it's personal because uh my son my younger son was born on Christmas Eve mm. and when, I, when 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 he was born I was already in, in jail and I didn't find out he, that he was born on Christmas Eve until the second of the following year because we couldn't get the fo- The phones right in LA, uh, in the county jail. So for me, cooking on, on, on especially Christmas, like I uh, I cook for ton of them, and it, it makes me feel like I'm with my son because he's around their age. So when I get ready and cook for him and cook for the fellas, it's like me celebrating his birthday because I always said that that was my, my – the only Christmas gift I ever wanted, and I don't need no other Christmas gift. And until this day, he's 22 now. He's, he's, he's my favorite Christmas present, and if I, if I never got another one, it'll be fine. So, you know, cooking for the fellas on, 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 on Christmas means a lot to me, and it's like celebrating the birth of my, my, my son, Nicholas, and, you know, and we, we all get together like family here. In here especially, man, it's just the little things. I, I seen I seen a dude just wait for people to walk by and throw him a candy. And then you see the, the smile. Hey, thank you. And you see the smile right there, you know what I mean? But, you know, l- last year I put a stocking on and somebody gave me a bite-sized snicker. And I was like, damn, somebody really gave me something. <laughs> you know, but just, just those little moments, uh, it shows that, you know, I mean, just that little smile right there, that's what Christmas is about, man. Wait a
6: minute. You said you put a stocking, what? Explain that. Where'd, uh, where'd
8: you put the stocking at? I, I was, I, I was uh, you know, I, I was oh, at a... Uh, why are you stuttering? Man, because <laughs> a gang of people made fun of me. I was, I was at uh, Arts and Correction, and they had these felt, and I was like, man, I'll make a stocking. So I made me a little red stocking, and I put it on the bar, and I was like, man, somebody gonna give me some candy by the time this is over with. And then uh, somebody dropped in a bite-sized Snicker, okay. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Okay.
5: Hey, you know, hey, you know, when you say that, Bun, that just remind me of a time, like years ago, um, I went to the store, it was around Christmas time, and I went, to the, I went to the store and I bought like a lot of food, like roast beef and chili beans and rice and a lot yeah. of different items. And, and uh, I put them in a, in a big brown bag and yeah. I came out on Christmas day, early yeah. in the morning, and I said to myself, the very first person that walks past me and says, Merry Christmas, I'm going to give them that bag. Yeah. And lo and behold, I walked outside. I, I, actually, I walked past a few people. <laughs> nobody said anything, right? Everybody like yeah. said, hey, what's up? But nobody said, Merry Christmas. I got downstairs, and I was going outside, and this old white dude, he said, Merry Christmas, brother. Wow. I said, yeah. Merry Christmas, man. And I said, Here you go. He said, What's this? I said, This is Merry Christmas. That's <laughs> yeah. what it is. I yeah. said, yeah. It's your Christmas, give a big bag of food. And he looked at that and looked at me like, Damn, like what's going on? Like he didn't even expect it. But to, like, but, uh, to the point about, Christmas and giving, man. That's what it's about. And you know what? Think of that story. I might do that again this year, man. Merry
8: Christmas, Greg. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Greg.
5: Yeah, man. That's, so good. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's remember, up, remember man. I said it first, Greg. I don't know. You, I don't know. It might be a three-way tie. Might <laughs> just have to just pour it all on the all on the table. You guys just spread. You guys just <laughs> share it out. But uh, but yeah, man, uh, I, I appreciate um, I appreciate the uh, the circle today, man. I, I appreciate the energy in the room. I appreciate the love up in here with the fellas. You know, I appreciate uh, Edmund doing the sound for us and Tan sitting back doing the editing. Even though the, even though they're not uh, necessarily in this particular piece, but I appreciate your presence up in here. Ty, get on over here, time to say something. This is Ton Tran.
6: Merry freaking Christmas. <laughs>
5: Edmund, don't don't you get left out, man. You come here and say something, too, man. What's up, y'all? This is Edmund Richardson. I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Before we go, I want to tell my children um, I apologize to y'all for not being there, for missing Christmases, and especially this time of year. And um, I just want to say that I'm sorry. And I love y'all. All
1: All right, everybody. That was the last episode of Uncuffed for the Season. We'd like to thank you guys for listening. You can hear us on 91.7 FM. That's if you have an FM radio. (laughs) Or you can see us at uh, weareuncuffed.org. If you don't have the internet, go find an internet service provider and get some. 2019, what are you doing without internet? <laughs> uh, you can follow us on social media. Look up uh, We Are Uncuffed. Or just Google Uncuffed. I'm sure it's there. The Uncuffed crew at Solano is. <clears throat> the real Brian, BF Temps. Don't listen to him, folks. This is Brian Mazza, Steve Drown, Damon L. Cook, Spoon Jackson. And me, Joe Kirk. And here's the San Quentin radio crew. I'm Greg Eskridge. I'm Chanton Bunn. I'm Tommy Chakur Ross. I'm Tan Tran. I am
5: Edmund Richardson. And I'm Nathan McKinney. And together, who are we? Uncuffed! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Season's
1: greedy! We wouldn't have Uncuffed if it wasn't for the people over at KALW Public Radio. That's Shereen Otto, David Boyer, Nina Gensler Debs, Angela Johnston, Kristen McCandless, Marissa Ortega Welch, James Rollins, Andrew Stelzer, Ben Treffney, Tiana Williams, and Eli Wertchapter. Thanks to David Jassy for our music. And thanks to the staff at Solano who make this possible. Mr. McCann, Dr. Williams, Mr. Unden, and Lieutenant Blackwell, who approves all our content and also is retiring this month. Shout out to you. Thanks, Lou. Thanks, LT. And thanks to the staff at San Quentin, Skyler Brown, and Lieutenant Sam Robinson, Uncuff gets its support from the California Arts Council and the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. Thank you for listening, and happy holidays.